Good evening, guys. Welcome to Razzie's Football Show. We have Bav from USA, Washington, and we have Kevin from North London, Highbury. How you doing, guys? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, good, guys. Welcome all as well. Good, good, good. Yeah, no, I mean, last week we spoke about, obviously, today's show is going to be based on our premiership all-time best 11. So I'm hoping you guys have got your teams ready, because I sure have mine. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Who wants to go first? Let's let Kevin go first. Okay. Uh, you ready? I'm ready, Kevin. Let's go. Okay. Well, starting with the goalkeeper. Well, 4-4-2. Starting with the goalkeeper. You probably already guessed it from last week. Um, he's in my world. 11's got in my Premier League 11. Peter Schmeichel. Um, left back, Ashley Cole. Um, centre back, Terry. And Ferdinand. Right back, Neville. Left wing, Ryan Giggs. Um, holding midfield, Vieira. Creative midfield, Gerard. Right midfield, Ronaldo. Ooh. Up front, Henri. And Drogba. Kevin, we spoke about this last week briefly. And I can yeah. pretty much say, <laughs> me and you've got pretty much the same team. Serious? Yeah. yeah. Like, literally, there's only two three players difference. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I thought so. Um, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I did change my team about three or four times. I was telling Bab in the week. Um, but, yeah, finally, I settled on this. Um, I, I think this is my team. Do, um, do you remember of... last week I said we're probably going to have about seven... Of the same players across the board? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, said you that. and I actually have eight of the same players. It's pretty so. much going to be the same for most of us. And yeah. I think we're just going to add some of our you know, players that we thought were greats as well. Um, I'll go next because okay. it's going to be... And then what we'll do is we'll just discuss about why you picked those players in those positions after we've yeah. set our teams. Cool. Yeah? So I've gone for a 4-3-3. Only because I, I had to change certain one player and there was no way I was leaving this guy out. So 4-3-3 had to be done. There was no way I could have done 4-4-2. And I did make one change, um, but I'll explain that in a bit. Okay. So my goalkeeper is Shamichael. Self-explanatory, really. Um, my right back is Gary Neville. Um... Centre-backs, i got Terry, um, same as you again, um, Kevin, and I've got Ferdinand at the back as well. So those are my back four and the goalkeeper. So I've gone for my right winger, David left, Fer left back. Oh, sorry, Ashley Cole. Sorry, I forgot totally all about it. Yeah, Ashley Cole in left, left back. I thought you left him back on your bench. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, you know, Ashley Cole, you have to put in there, man. Legendary left back. So, yeah. Um, I've got my right winger as David Beckham. Then, uh, well, 
I've gone for a 4 3 3, so you can't really call him a right winger, but he's in the right side of midfield. So that's David Beckham. I've got Gerard in the middle and Ryan Giggs on the left. Then my front three, I've gone for. You can put them in either way, you know, it doesn't really matter what positions they play, they all come very good up front. So I've got Shearer, Robbie Fowler, and Henri. Plenty of goals there. Yep. Over to you, Beth. Hmm. Yeah, right, here we go. Uh, Schmeichel, just to be clear, Peter Schmeichel, not his son. <laughs> yeah. um, right back, Gary Neville. Left back, Ashley Cole. Centre backs, Rio Ferdinand, Tony Adams. Uh, holding midfielder, Roy Keane. Attacking midfielder, Steven Gerrard. Right winger, Cristiano Ronaldo. Left wing Ryan Giggs up front Henri and Shearer. Yeah. Good teams, that's good teams. Good teams. I'm I'm gonna quickly just talk about why I play put my chose the players I did in those positions, yeah? Yeah. So Shamarco yeah. was obvious reasons, is he was a, a brilliant, colossal goalkeeper at a, you know, the amount of times he saved his team from losing. Unbelievable. He was he was a great goalkeeper. Hated him a lot, but a great goalkeeper. Again, Gary Neville, you know, his longevity as a player, um, you know, a great leader as well towards the latter stages of his career. And I thought he was quite quite a, an outstanding right back, if I'm honest with you. Um, John Terry, again, great captain for his club. Uh, a pure leader. Tough. Always, always... You know, always fighting, always, you know, last gaps, def defending, everything. He, he had a lot. Again, I didn't like him much as a player, but again, you can't argue that he was good at what he did. Um, Ferdinand, come on, man. The guy was the most expensive defender in the world at one time, wasn't he, or something? So, um, and again, he made, look, he, he made defending look classy at times, you know, back at, you know, especially when, when he was at, was it Leeds United he was at? Uh, yeah. Uh, when he was there, he, he, I mean, obviously the reason why United took him on because he was such a classy player. And West was, Ham and then. And West Ham as well, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, great, great, great defender. Good on the ball, good in the air. He had a lot. Um, Ashley Cole, again, he just made the left-back position, again, a stylish position, you know. Everyone wanted to play like him when they were playing in defence. I, I remember the days I saw him and he was just up and down that flank, week in, week out. Um, he had an amazing good few seasons with Arsenal before he went on to bigger things at Chelsea. Sorry, I didn't mean to make a pun there, but yeah, no, he did. He did. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it in a bad way. Like Honestly, he did go on to become a much greater decorated player at Chelsea. So yeah, you know, he was a great left back. Um, Beckham, his crosses, his dead ball. He's the best free kick taker I've ever seen, to be honest. When he had a free kick, I remember we used to say, that's a goal. And, you know, we all said that when we were growing up, you know. Um, Steven Gerrard, you know, obvious reasons. Probably the best English player of his generation. He had the lot. Versatility. The shots and the amount of times he carried Liverpool, you know, he had to be there. He had to. You just can't leave him out. And I, I don't think any of us left him out. So, 
Um, yeah, G Ryan Giggs. <laughs> what a player he was. I mean, greatest, you know, one of the best United players of all time, I reckon, um, arguably. Um, great, great left winger, up and down that flank. I mean, when I was growing up, I remember in school, we all used to want to be like Ryan Giggs, you know, dribbling the way he did. It was great to watch. Alan Shearer, you can't not put him in when he's the highest premiership goal scorer of all time. So, no doubt about it, he was there. Now, Robbie Fowler, he could have gone on to bigger things and scored, could, have, could have caught up Shearer at one point, the way he was going. But obviously, he left the club and went on to other things. So, I mean, if you remember from 94 to about 1999, awesome goal scorer, you know. Always within touching distance of 30, around about the 30 mark for goals for club. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely there. And Ormi... hey, Refresh my memory a second about Robbie Fowler, because obviously it's been a while. What was the reason he was never re-signed to like a longer-term contract? I know he had a bit of an injury history as well, right? Is that what basically slowed him down? No, what happened was he had a falling out with Phil Thompson. <laughs> Remember when Gerard Houllier um, had his heart condition and he was out and Phil Thompson was a caretaker manager and they had a bit of a falling out, a training ground bust up or something, um, possibly because he didn't like the way Phil Thompson was training the team and I think that led to him, because he was the club captain at the time as well and he got dropped or something and they just never saw eye to eye and I think Gerard Houllier not being there that made it easy for him to for Fowler to leave and I think he went on to I went to Derby County for a bit right if I'm not mistaken no no he went to Leeds I think yeah oh he did go to Leeds but eventually I think he played at Derby but I, I think at Leeds he, did, he just never he went really to took Man off City. right no he went Leeds and then he went Man City um, oh yeah that's right yeah and then he came back to Liverpool and Benitez signed him for a season and yeah but yeah I, I, he had a great left foot I mean <laughs> Scored some fantastic goals in his times. Um, anyway, moving on. Henri. I just loved watching him play. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah uh, amazing player. I've seen, got, I was lucky enough to see him a few times, you know, when I've been to Highbury and even after um, at the Emirates. Yeah, great, great player. Great on the ball. Amazing, amazing stuff that he did for you guys. You know, for Arsenal Football Club, I think legend you know to say that he's a premiership legend to be honest um, so yeah that's my team and that's the reason why I picked him I don't really have anything to add on what who I picked or why I think the only one that people may question is why did I go Tony Adams over John Terry I think Tony Adams was just I think this team has a lot of captains but just an old school defender you know he wasn't one of these defenders that was worried about getting a little mud on his shirt, whereas some of the guys these days, they're, they're just too afraid to put the tackles in. No, exactly. No. And, and you need a player, every, you know, every team workforce has to have someone that's willing to roll their sleeves up and get their hands dirty. And I think Tony Adams, for me, epitomises that sort of old school defending mentality. Probably the closest thing to Bobby Moore, who's probably one of the best England defenders of all time. Yeah, I mean... For, for me, it could have been, again, you know, we could have said the same thing about, you know, I mean, 
Kevin, we'll, we'll touch on this later on, but Adams and Keon as a centre-back pairing, they were awesome. You know, so, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, we could have all I mean, gone down. Yeah, I was, I was very close to putting in um, Tony Adams. I think if it was a old first division stroke Premier League team, yeah. I would have put Adams in straight away because it was a premiership and Adams was more towards the end of his career by the time premiership came in. Terry just got the nod there. Um, that, that, that's the only reason. But if he was doing a, a first division stroke Premier League, yeah, I think Adams would have been in there for me. But in recent history, yeah, I think... Terry and Ferdinand, they, they both deserve their spot in there. So I guess, same question as last week. Uh, name one player from each position that is essentially on your bench. Go on, Raz. Actually, go on, Kevin, you go first. Um, surprisingly, I'm not going to say Alan Shearer. Um, I think it's a bit... <laughs> it's a bit funny looking at these teams here and there's no Man City players considering they've sort of been in the title races the last few years. So I'm I'm going to put Sergio Aguero on my bench as my striker. OK, midfield, defence, goalie, let's hear them. Um, King. Sorry, Ledley King? King, King. King? Oh, OK, I was like, wow. <laughs> no, not Ledley King, man. No Tottenham players on. <laughs> Good stuff, I'm with you on that. <laughs> no, nah, well, jokes aside... Maybe if we'd done, done this in another five years, Kane might be on this, but who, who knows? Um, my substitute goalkeeper will be Czech. And yeah, maybe, yeah, and I'll have Adams as my one of my defenders on the bench. Like What about you, Raz? What you got? Um, for my goalkeeper, um, if it wasn't Shamichael, and you guys might laugh at me on this, but I probably would have said David Seaman. Yeah. yeah I, I I really liked watching him. Um, you know, I sound like an Arsenal fan now. <laughs> the amount of <laughs> Arsenal players I've talked about. But yeah, no, David Seaman was someone that I enjoyed watching. I mean, he was the England goalkeeper as well. So, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, Defence, we, we touched on it anyway. <coughs> I would have probably said, you know, Either or, um, Adams or Keon, either one of them, to be honest. They they were, you know, a notch above the rest. There was a time when Arsenal didn't leak goals and I think it was a lot down to the centre-back partnership. So, yeah. Um, for my midfield, I crossed him out. Um, I had him in my team. Look, I'll show you. I wrote it down. Paul Scholes. Uh, yeah. You know, what a player he was, Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I crossed him out because I had to bring on Henri and I couldn't take Fowler off or Shearer so, or Gerard, or, or Beckham or Giggs so Skulls missed out on that one so he definitely would have been Skulls. Up front, to be honest, I, don't, I think Michael Owen missed out. Um, and again, I think if I'm really... If Luis Suarez had a longer period, a longer stint in in the Premiership, he would have been there, the first name on the sheet. Um, I think you guys would probably agree with me, he was an amazing player. But Maybe if they could put an extra pound in, maybe <laughs> he could have been, been there as well. Yeah. Stop saying that, man. That, that, <laughs> until I die, that's going to be a freaking memory in my head. 
<laughs> but yeah, no, that that's those were the guys that missed out in my team. What about you, Bev? Uh I think I think we're all more or less in sync. Um, David, Be- uh, sorry, uh, David Seaman, uh, John Terry, David Beckham, and Sergio Aguero. Oh, that's interesting, Aguero as well. That's two Agueros. Um, just quickly touch you. You both had Cristiano Ronaldo's in your in your team, but I didn't. Now again, I'm going to quickly touch on this. The reason why I didn't have it because you got to remember. His best years weren't in the Premiership, so for me, although that one or two seasons he was great, it wasn't enough for him to merit over Beckham or Gerrard or Giggs. So yeah, he missed out as well. I no, I, I think you have a point. I think the only reason I put CR seven in, I was just thinking about, and maybe that's me just being me, thinking of if this was a team I put together, if Henri got injured. CR7 go in that role I could put Beckham on the right wing Gerard, all these guys can be moved around quite a bit this would be ultimate football right yeah real tiki Yeah, no but you're right there but then I, then, left, I left CR7 out of the world team last week so I had to I had to put him in yeah no fair um, Baz, a quick question for you man yeah go on. do you think there's enough tacklers in your midfield enough tacklers yeah all winners well, Gerard, definitely. Okay. But um, you'd, you'd put Gerard in to play that position? But Gerard was always a box-to-box kind of player, so he would always, um, you know, he'll put a foot in it wherever he could anyway. Um, yeah, okay. You know, you have got a point there, but I'm not looking at the fantasy football style. or what, I'm not looking at it as a manager. I'm just looking at the players that were great yeah. in those positions. That's how I'm looking at it. If we were looking at it in that way, then I probably would have gone down to 4-4-2 and I would have changed a player or two and then it would have been a different story. And then I would have added CR7 and I would have probably put in Scholes and maybe not have Terry and Ferdinand. Maybe would have added Tony Adams. You know, there's a lot of changes that I could have made then. But So, hey, everyone do a quick count. How many Man United players are actually in your starting eleven? I've got six. Five. I got six as well. As, as much as we hate that team, I mean, they had some outstanding players, man. That that for that decade, those guys. Those guys were I mean, also the, the players that missed out as well, like Rooney, Ince, yeah, uh, yeah, Alistair, <laughs> Brian <laughs> Robson. I mean, obviously that was before Premiership, but still. Yeah, I mean, Ian Rush. Ian Rush, yeah. Ian Rush was striking, man. There's so many good strikers that Andy Cole, Andy Cole, Andy yeah, Cole, Dwight York, Les Ferdinand, Van Nistelrooy. Rude Van Nistelrooy, is a, he was a machine, man. Was a I machine. mean, the reason why I put Drogba in over Shearer and and Aguero is just you were just a big match player, man. Like when I think about League Cup finals, hmm. FA Cup finals. Champions League penalty shootouts. The guy just used to turn up. Game, big game after. He was a big game player. Yeah, and Shearer, not just for Chelsea. He, he was doing it at Marseille a few years prior, right? Yeah, yeah, big game player. And yeah, he's got the medals to show for it, and Shearer doesn't. And, and that's why I put him in. No, fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, no, I think every one of our teams, I've a lot. If if 
any of the football pundits on Sky Sports or wherever were, were doing something like this, I could pretty much bank on maybe seven out of the t- 11 would have been in their team sheets as well. Yeah, for sure. And Neville, man, like, <laughs> I was trying to think of a better like, right back than Neville. Like, he wasn't spectacular, was he? But every time you see him play, it was a, like, it was a seven, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you, you get a seven every game that you play. Yeah, that you, I, I you think play. the only person that I even had a thought in my mind, and you, you guys may laugh, and he didn't play for. A, I mean, it was a, it's they are perceived as a big club, but wasn't really a big club back then. Warren Barton was solid for that time at Newcastle. Warren Barton, yeah, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even Rob Lee, David Ginola, some Lee, of these guys. Yeah. I was like, I'm thinking about them, but they're not going in over any of these guys. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but I, yeah, I, I do think maybe in another five years and maybe another decade maybe right. Trent we forgot about Vincent Company though no one's even mentioned Vincent Company Company Again. yeah you know yeah. I mean I was saying Trent Arnold maybe one day one day he'll he be. can dethrone Neville though. yeah I do mean, you guys feel like being spontaneous go ahead mate yeah go on. you know how I said how last week you said oh don't put me on the spot or I'll put you on the spot let's do this Raz up first go on. name a different Premier League 11 not to mention any of the players that any of us have already mentioned now this is going to get interesting so it can't be anyone that is on your bench anyone that Kevin or I have mentioned oh damn that's going to be difficult one second <laughs> ooh we got a feisty one there Kevin oh man Bab you have put me on the spot but I'll start with the goalkeeper yeah far away man I don't know how many years he was in the Premiership, but Bruce Cobbler did have a few few years. Yeah, it was about two, three years I think before he got, you know, David James took over. I think Cobbler will be my goalkeeper because I I loved him growing up. So that's just pure on emotions. And again, okay, and, and by the way, you can't say Warren Barton because I just probably no, no, I know like... Warren Barton won't be there. I'm gonna go. Oh man. Pass on that when I come back. No, no, we can't overthink this, man. Let's let's just you know off the tip of our tongue mention names. We don't have time to think well, about this. Up front, um, I would probably just go. Uh, with... Hold on, hold on, hold on. You gotta go. Defense to attack, my friend. No, I can't. This is this is difficult, because we've now mentioned so many. Right, my my right back would be. It was a Liverpool go uh, right back, um, Jones surname. What was his first name? Uh, Rob Jones. He was oh, awesome, okay. awesome. Okay. He uh, was absolutely awesome, Rob Jones. Okay. And then in in centre backs, I will put down Mark Wright. Remember Mark Wright? He was a legend for England as well. And Sammy yeah. Sammy Hoopier. Again, he's he was amazing. What is this like a a Liverpool slash Eagles <laughs> team? No, no, no. My left back. Don't <laughs> okay. say that a Liverpool player, man. Oh, God. All right, just come on, man. Get on Skip with it. it. I can't. You, you. What you guys are going to struggle as well? No, I'm going to be okay, man. I'm I'm good. 
Yes. You see questions, so you must have thought about it already. Yeah, he's already thought about it, so uh, that's the problem. Uh, no, but I already know what you guys are thinking, so I've got a backup plan to the backup plan to the backup plan to the backup plan. See, the thing is, this is going to be a bit of a Liverpool 11. But I'll just hurry up, man. I can't remember names, that's the problem. There was a. I know who you're thinking, John Anarisa. Yeah, I am as well, but you're going to. Is that the guy? Huh? Yeah, is that who you're going for? I'm going for him, yeah. So right, that's cool. a Liverpool no, back four. Yeah, um. Alright, no, I can't think of the midfield at all. You've mentioned Keane already, so that's out of it. Um, yeah. I'm going to go for David Silva in my midfield. Centre yeah. midfield. And... Yaya Torre. So they're nice. my two centres. Up front... No, i still got a, a, le a left winger and a right winger now i can't think of these two man this is really really tough man what are you doing to me here man ah oh. sugar man well fun for me but torture for you clearly this is torture mate no i can't think man my mind's gone blank owen's up front okay Sugar, I just Owens up front with I didn't really really mention him so I'm gonna just say Dwight York. His Aston Villa days, he was awesome. And then United he was awesome as well. Oh god. I'm gonna have to come back to you on the wingers. I can't Damn, think. man, it doesn't work that way. I'm writing this down. Sorry, my goalkeeper, I'm changing from Grobler, by the way, to Neville Southall. Okay. You have a Merseyside connection there. <laughs> right. You only have one change, no more. All right. Listen, I'm going to take up all your time, man. There's three players I've got to add, and I can't think at all. No, two players. Your left winger, right winger. No, I've only got... Oh, yeah. I can't think. That's they it. don't necessarily have to be wingers. It could be, like, left-sided midfielders or right side midfielders that you would just put in that team to keep the 4-4-2 shape man there are so many great players that I'm surprised you haven't even mentioned I can't think that's why because this is just too like oh. no I can't think honestly you're, you're acting like Jurgen Klopp right now I am I've turned into Jurgen Klopp <laughs> I want, no, I can't think. Honestly, I can't. I'm, I'm blank. You might as well just put a couple of Liverpool players in for the hell, sake no, of it. No, there's no Liverpool players I can think of right now that are left great. I'll give you a little tip. Go on. But you've got to cash out me 50 bucks right now. No. In pounds. Listen, yeah. Let's come back to me on that. Steve McManaman, why is he not in your team? Oh, for God's sake. My John left Barnes. side, Steve, yeah. Steve McManaman and John Barnes. There you go. That's a Liverpool right. legend right there. There you go. That was hard work. That was hard work. You guys see? That's the thing. I'm going to do that to you now. Watch. It's all good. Go on, Kevin. It's you next. Uh, that was a no-brainer, to be honest. Steve McManaman. I can't believe I forgot him. Goalkeeper, Shea Given. I like that choice. Um, right back, 
Loren. Okay. Um, left back. It is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. Nigel Winterburn. <laughs> He's gonna. You both are taking the easy routes by going with your teams. Centre back. I'm gonna say Palestine. Did I say Palestine already? Am I allowed to say it again? Well, he he wasn't really on anyone's bench, right? But you did mention him casually. But yeah. okay. I think you can mention yeah. Palestine. I'll say Palestine. The other centre back. Told you this is hard work. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a current player in. I'm gonna put Van Dijk in. Okay. Um, right wing Perez. Left wing. Perez is a good one. That's a good shot. <laughs> Bab, what are you doing to this talk show, man? I'm seeing if your creative minds are working. I know you've got that untapped potential inside you, guys. Where was that? Left wing? <laughs> yeah, left wing. Left wing, or you can go centre mid and come back to left wing. Yeah. Told you it was hard. Ince. Okay. Um, centre mid. Alongside... Albert for Newcastle. Philip Albert? Was he Philip a defender? Albert. Was he more of a defender? He was a defender, yeah. Oh, that's got that. Points. Scott Parker. Box the box. Alright, um, I'm left winger, Kevin. Oh, I'm sure my left winger. Gillespie. Oh, Keith Gillespie. Oh, yeah, that guy could put some crosses in. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Yeah, I couldn't put him in my all-time, so I'm just going to put him in this team because he's still my favourite player of all-time. Of all-all-all-time. Ian Wright. Ian like Wright, choice. right, right. Sorry, I had to do that. Um, alongside... Him as well. I want to think of Naomi, I haven't mentioned already. Uh... Oh my god. Bab, it's all coming back to me, but it's a bit too late now. Too late, mate. It's alright. <laughs> too late. 
Should I help you out with one? No, it's okay. Let him think. You had your time to think. Let him have his time to think. Stop pointing your big pen at me. <laughs> Mark Hughes. Okay. That was the one I was going to tell you. Well done. Really? Yeah, yeah. I just thought of okay. him now. All right. Well, you guys are, you know, do, I've got to think of him, man. You guys have not given me much choice, but, uh, ooh, yeah. Got a couple of minutes to make my mind up, so let me... Uh, I just want to add, there was a couple of players, right, in the Chelsea team. Some greats that I missed out on. Some real greats. Hmm. Some Italian greats. Oh, Zola. Hey, man. I'm glad you said that, so you can't mention it now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Shut up. All right. Oh, no. So I've got to get a right back, man. Damn, the whole team is ready except for a right back. Well, class is, is ticking. Tim Sherwood from Blackburn Rovers days, attacking midfielder Frank Lampard. Uh, my left and right wingers can actually play both positions. Uh, Mark Overmars, David Ginola, and up front I'm going for Dennis Burkamp and a guy that I would have loved to see him play with, but never really got much playing time with the Dutch national team. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Not bad, eh? Considering I had a tougher pull than you guys. Let's not mention these names, right? Because these guys deserve it. Um, we missed out on Rude Hullet, Gianfranco Zola, we mentioned. Um, Viali. Viali, yeah. So many stunning players, man. So many stunning players. We've been graced with so many great players as well. So, yeah, you know, uh, if you guys are listening, guys, sorry we didn't mention you. Hopefully in the next. Ravenelli, Juninho. Oh, Juninho. Do you remember there was a lot, a lot of negativity about all these foreign players coming in, like yeah. literally twenty five odd years ago? But look at what it's done for the game. It's definitely it, amazing. It should put the Premiership on the map, right, as the best league in the world. If it weren't for these guys, it may not be at the sort of heights it's at now. Yeah, I would say, <laughs> to some degree, you know, and I say this like Chelsea had quite a bit to do with it because a lot of those great Italian players, you know, when. Chelsea started bringing in the likes of Viali, Hullet, um, Zola. It just created a different vibe, you know. There was more, everyone all of a sudden started looking at it. They had a team of, I think there was a team once they put out and there was no English players in it. And yeah. there was an Isaac Popper. as well. Cantona. Cantona oh, wow. as well is another yeah. one, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, we missed that Cantona. Uh, I didn't like that guy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that Cantona and Burkamp didn't, make any of our 11s that, that just shows you how many great players they've um, 
So if I had a chance to do my team again, I would actually scrap Fowler for Burkham because I loved him. You know, I would have scrapped Gerard for Burkham. Honestly, I wouldn't have changed any of my eleven. I would have just kept it as is. I think maybe maybe Terry for Adams after hearing what you guys said. But what about Hullet though? Awesome. Well, it was good, but he wasn't in the league. For, actually, no, he, he was at Chelsea for a few years, then he went to Newcastle. But was his that? best days were at AC Milan, not in the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, Zola, though, he, he was awesome at Chelsea. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, I'm not putting Zola in over Henri or Shearer. No, no chance. No. No, fair Whatsoever. But, yeah, guys. Um, I wouldn't have even put Zola in over Burkamp or Rooney, to be honest. Hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, the, th- the thing is, you know, if we start changing the formation, then maybe some of these players can be added, you know, then we can do the likes of, you know, four two three ones and stuff like that and have a diamond shape and, you know, we can play about with it all day long. I know Bav would love all that. You know. Nah, but I'm good, man. This is quite draining. <laughs> Mate, the way you put us into that, you know... It, it, it's amazing how your mind just can't think of these names and then afterwards it's like now we can bring it all out but when you're put on the spot and it kind of gives you a realisation I think like we between us we have a combination of six teams we just came up with yeah. three in the last 30 minutes or less yeah which we only had one to begin with when we sat down so yeah, yeah so no. we you know we've been blessed to have seen all these players and obviously to have watched the Premier League from when it started Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to take a short break right now, guys. Um, Everyone, all of us need to have a little bit of a break after all this. And when we come back, we'll hopefully have a little chat about the week, how it went last, the weekend's games. Um, We all need to talk about a particular goal that happened on the weekend as well. So. I think Bab knows what I'm talking about, so I'll elaborate on that when we come so back after Kevin. the break. Huh? So does Kevin. Kevin, you do as well. Kevin, no. Kevin, you It's Kevin, the points that matter. It's the yeah. points that matter, not the goal. But yeah, I'll see you guys back after the break. Okay. Welcome back, guys, to Razzie's Football Show. Um, you might have just heard Bab having a bit of a moan. Um, but yeah. But yeah, we're back. Um, he was just moaning about his team because um, we have our differences in opinion. Um, but yeah. He, he, he was playing too much, man. He was talking too much smack about Arsenal. Yeah, I, I do like Arsenal, though. <laughs> I, I have to say. Um, but while we're at the conversation of Arsenal, Kevin, Bav, come on, let's say. You, I mean, first of all, I want to say, well, it was a good game for you guys to win. The North London derby is always nice for Arsenal to... for you guys to see your team win the derby, obviously. Um... What was your thoughts on the game? Yeah, very... Um, yeah, I thought we thoroughly deserved the victory, if I'm, if I'm honest. Um, possession, intent to attack. Um, we created the best chances. 
the goal that they scored was probably their first shot on goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we played well for most of the game until the last 10 minutes. It was sort of weird. Sorry, the I just want to quickly... minutes when they had a man less, that's when we, that's when we struggled, which was um, a bit strange. I just think that was nerves and Tottenham really, really didn't want to lose to us. So they did that. They just tried to come back, and it was, by then it was just too late. But yeah, it could have could have been one of those days. Um, another day that Kane's free kick goes in off the post, and um, yeah, we're, we're, we're walking away with a draw there. But credit to Arteta, um, picked the right lineup. Um, we all heard about what happened with Aubameyang um, before the match. Um, apparently, he turned up late. So what? What really happened? Was he late or did he actually go to the barbers? And I don't know, there's a lot of things going around. Uh, that's the first time I heard of the barber thing. Is that, is that, is that a fact? I'm not sure. I mean, it's all you know, speculation. I guess we'll never know. But mm. um, I mean, that, that, that's the only thing I don't like about it. I think maybe Arteta could have dropped him, but he didn't have to mention it in the pre match interview. Um, if that, I can't imagine that Sir Alex Ferguson or Wenger leaking information like that before a big derby um, and, and to drop your captain you can drop him but maybe you don't not everyone has to know the reason um, but he, he never what did he say he said um, disciplinary reasons dis- that was it he did say disciplinary yeah but he, he said something about uh, match day protocol was the phrase that was used, right? Yeah, yeah he broke match day protocol. Yeah, and, and he's sending out a message. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I, I'm I'm with the decision. I, yeah. I think I'm with the decision, what... but yeah, I, I'm with the decision as well. But I would have preferred if it was handled privately. Um, if you know what I mean. But maybe this is a kick up the backside that he needs, right? I mean, he's a Oba's a great player, but even. Remember, when he left Dortmund, he really refused to play to get the move to Arsenal. Mm. Yeah. And maybe he's going to have a hissy fit at the end of the season because, oh, I could have gone to Barcelona, but COVID disrupted everything for me. And, and now he's at the point where mm. some of the bigger teams are not going to touch him because of these type of potential issues. Just like with anything, you've got to do something wrong once and you get caught and you deal with the repercussions that come with it. But I don't know. I mean, you know, match day protocol... To me, something else clearly happened, and there's a lot of stories about he went to the barbers because he looked like he had a fresh cut. And you know, Oba always he's got a new little look every time, right? Yeah, yeah. And it looked like he had a, a zero all over type of deal. Did you? Well, on, on the back and sides anyway. Then did you guys hear the the uh, the after after the game interview with Arteta? I, I thought the way he handled that, the questioning, because the guy kept on trying to probe him and ask him, so what happened, what happened? And basically, his answer was, it was dealt internally. Um, it was a disciplinary, you know, which he broke match day protocols, and that's it. And I think, even though he kept on getting probed, he didn't get sucked in and give anything away. Which, I, again, I think that was quite clever of him. He kept on repeating the same thing. It was, a, it was a protocol that was missed or whatever, and that was it. What stays in the club. Listen, he's a good player. He's done what he did. We've, di- we've 
you know, giving him a kick up the backside. He didn't say those words, but obviously that's what he, he was implying. And that's it, done. Let's move on. And I think Orba's going to learn now that, you know what, this guy is not going to take what I'm going to do and that I need to perform better if I still want to be in the team. And I think that's what's happened. And everyone else probably saw that we need to actually perform better because this manager is not letting us get away with anything. And that's what's happened. Yeah, hopefully, like Kevin said on our, on one of our chats early, earlier in the week, sorry, yesterday even, hopefully it's not a Ozil-type situation again. Yeah, that, that's my fear, you know, because already you can see the articles about previous, I just read something in the mirror, and they're going through this stuff, previous Arsenal captains and how they've, <laughs> how they've fucked up in the past, people like Saka, Gallas... <laughs> Um, Van Persie, um, just captains that haven't led, by example. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Look, I think it's the right message, yeah. but I, I think maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm just a bit disappointed that it's um, that the reasons are that in the press. Um, Can I? But be that's a- the age we live in. Maybe you know, social I- media, internet, news spreads fast, so. Um, I don't think you need to be disappointed I think you guys need to take that as a positivity um, as an Arsenal fan yourself you should just look at it and say look if that's what he if he's done something wrong he deserves it and uh, hopefully the club just lets it go by I don't think it's going to be anything serious coming out of this this is actually a good thing and I think you guys will push on and probably you know get into Europe you know UEFA Europa League or something like that so yeah you know it'll be good for you anyway it's going to be an onwards and next season could be a much more better season for you guys yeah I'm kind of with you on that Raz I think if if we can get all our players back in the right state of mind yeah and actually playing together how many games are left nine ten ten games ten games we can win like five in a row that can get us to like fifth or sixth potentially because yeah. all those other teams, they're going to take points off each other, right? Yeah. Like West Ham, nine points behind Man United, I think. Their Champions League hopes were more or less dented yesterday anyway, yeah. with that loss. But guys, we haven't spoken about how great the goal was from Eric Lamella. What a great Honestly, goal. I, I, I only heard it when you guys were chatting. I, I was just doing some work and passively watching. I was like, huh? Yeah. And then I looked at it again, I was like, oh, okay. Fair enough. And it was no fluke, because the guy's got a history of doing that. Yeah? He's done it before, yeah, yeah. He's done it before. And if you, s- they showed it in slow motion. And his left foot, the way he actually bends it around, it was like it was his right foot. It was a amazing. nutmeg on party as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was a great nutmeg. I mean, and great piece of improvisation, if I'm honest with you. I mean... It was amazing. And I watched that goal over and over again and I, I can't get over it still. I mean... Uh, Listen, Lamella has all the talent in the world but you, you saw both sides of him, right? The, absolutely. The Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, but... That, that moment of madness cost him. But even before that, in my opinion, Harry Kane should have gone. He, he lashed out on someone, didn't he, kid? Like 10 minutes before. I, I know that he showed a budget... Um, Gabriel, didn't he? Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, and actually, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. After looking at it, it, it wasn't really a red card offence, but mm. that kind of set the tone for the last 30-odd minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind that. It's a derby, you're going to see tackles flying in and 
people going a bit wild. That, that, that's what you want in the North London derby. Yeah. That's why we love it. Um, yeah. Speaking of tackles, that was not a penalty. You guys got lucky on one. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Look at the previous week against Burnley. All I'm going to say is, over the course of the season, it's going to balance out. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't a penalty, but... No, absolutely. And I think overall, on a balance of schemes, you guys deserved it. Let's be honest. Yeah, You guys were a lot much more better team. You were more inventive and you deserved the points anyway. But it's yeah, just... The only thing I'm going to say is that he doesn't win the ball. So, VAR's not wrong there. And the, ref, you know, the referee has made up his own mind. So. Look, if that was the other side yeah, and that was a Tottenham penalty, what would you have said? Yeah, I'd have been going mad. Yeah, I'd have been going mad. You got, you got to be, you know. The, the whole point is, but this. you know, I, I can list off like at least five incorrect calls this season alone. No, there's been many of them throughout. You know, the re- hand- Again, just Arsenal. Yeah, I mean the handball. There was a handball shout for you guys a couple of weeks back that you didn't get. I mean, so I totally get that. But I think this, that one. All they had to do was VAR, send the referee to just have a look at it on the monitor. That's it. And they would have made the decision. But they're not doing that. And they're just, it's again, a constant conversation about VAR and how messed up it is. And we'll go and waste our time talking about this. And here we go. At the end of the day, you guys, as Arsenal fans, enjoy the moment. That's all I'm going to say. You yeah. won. But even then, right, this this subject's going to come up every week, every other week, whether it's us or other friends or TV or commentators, whatever. They, they need to get these smart chips put in every player's like foot somewhere. That's the only way we're going to know. Was there contact or a collision between two players where they actually touched each other? There was That's contact. It's only going to be figured out. There's no other way around this. But there was contact there. There was contact... But it was way after the ball was already missed by Lacazette. Yeah, but the thing is, we don't know what, what would have happened. Um, obviously, Lacazette... If Lacazette he, hit the ball, what would have yeah. happened was yeah. he would have defended it. San, was it Davinson Sanchez, right? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, he Lacazette would have blocked missed the ball it. completely and then there was a collision. Yeah, because of... We the don't know. Momentum. If there wasn't a collision, what would have happened after that? We, we don't know. It could have been let's a goal. Let, let, let's go back to last week's Champions League. PSG Barcelona. There was no way in hell that penalty was to be given to PSG. Who was it? Icardi was never going to make that ball. The direction of the ball was going closer to the corner flag than it was to the goalpost, right? Yeah. And they gave that. So this is why the game is just so... It's frustrating to watch, man, honestly. I know. I, I totally get you, Bab, but... You know, one week you're you know over the moon and the next week you like, feel like pulling your hair out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, this is the most frustrating part of this beautiful game. It's It's been ruined. They've ruined it by bringing in too many changes. And even the the offside change. I mean, come on, you know, someone's... Uh, like a... What is it? A T-shirt come, is offside. It's offside. Like, come on. You know, when is when when are we going to draw the line and say, listen, let the game just flow? You know, we're, stop, we're, we're stopping great goals from happening because of... I think Wenger's got the right idea with that clear daylight rule. I, I think that's probably the way to 
to look at offsides. I agree with Wenger there. I think we need Wenger. Just because they like, then he's offside. We need Wenger to manage VAR. He'll do a better job because he's the professor. He knows how to. He knows the game better than anyone. And on the VAR thing, yeah, I, I think um, no. it should just be limited to like three decisions for each manager. I think. So, like, say Arsenal playing Liverpool. Klopp, if Klopp don't like the look of something, he can say, "I want, so I want them to go look at the monitor three times." So you know, you know, you say that, Kevin. Again, not to bring other sports into it. In, in the NFL, the coaches that throw a flag, right? So they basically challenge the play or the decision. And yeah, I, I like that idea. Kevin. I like that idea as well. And, and should I tell you something? I'm, I think I mentioned that to someone else a couple of weeks back because I was watching cricket, and each team has three decisions, right? It's called DRS, and they have a, a period like they give them like ten seconds or fifteen seconds, something like that, to to call a review so what they'll do if it's like an lbw or you know or whatever it is they'll they have a chance to just say you know we want to do a review and that's it the umpire will go to the video res um referee he'll check it and then he'll come back and say yeah stick to your decision or he'll tell him it's not you know <coughs> it's re- reverse your decision it's not out or whatever so I think, and they only get three chances, then that's it. So it's free throughout that that game. That's it. And I think that's a great idea. Then the one, so the the coach, the cricket coach, he can only call that. He can only. Well, it's it's not the cricket time. coach. In, in cricket, okay. what it is, it's the batsman. So say if I'm a batsman and I've got LBW, but I don't think I'm L, my leg hasn't come before the wicket. Obviously, I'll I can call it, and they, the ref uh, umpire will say it's out. He'll point his finger. And then the the player will straight away get given ten seconds to quickly make a decision. Does he want to review it, or does he think it's the right decision? At that right. moment, he'll say, "Yeah, review," and then they'll go and check it. And then it takes a matter of moments as well. It's not like it's not that long because there's a time frame that they got. It's not like you know a few minutes later they decide to do it. It's straight away, instantly. You got to make that decision. Yes, I want to review. Bang, the review's done, and it's a decision, and that's it. And the problem I find with VAR is in the cricket, the the video assistant referee, who uh, umpire, sorry, it's his decision. That's it, and he tells the the umpire on the on the pitch to say, "Listen, this is what you're going to say, or this is what you're not going to say," and that's it. Whereas in VAR, I think they still leave the ultimate decision to the referee to a certain degree. Um, I, I I find it it's not obvious to us, but I find it that VAR have a massive say on everything. What's your you know what the problem is, in my opinion, I, I think these Premier League referees were too soft, right? Remember in the World Cup, they used to go and go to the little booth and look at every decision. Yeah. They they've only just started doing that because there's been a lot of pressure around this subject. Yeah. Had they have done that from day one, maybe they'd be a little more experienced in handling a majority of these situations in a positive manner than they currently have been looked at. Because right now it's it's... It's all over the place, man. One minute they're going left, one minute they're going right. It's like they're, they're literally running around like headless chickens trying to figure this out. Yeah. And that's where the frustration kicks in for fans. Because then there's too much stopping and starting, right? And then if you're a team that's been dominating 15, 20 minutes, that can just derail you and then you just switch off and like, oh, yeah, this team now has a momentum because they got a decision in their favour. Yeah. So on and so forth. Yeah, that's how I say maybe it's been overused. So maybe if, if it's just three times... Six times a match or something, 
I mean, the thing is, the other the other problem I have with VAR is the the people that are in charge of the VAR system, the ones that are in Stockley Park, they are not football people. They don't have a clue about the game. They're just science people or whatever they are, students of like some university that are sitting there just working this technology and just looking at things. Hey man, we should have got those jobs, man. Get paid. Yeah, and we actually would have made the right decisions, you know, because, you know, football is a matter of, how can you put it, you need to play the game to understand how, how it works. If you don't play, you don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, personally, them guys probably don't even watch football. Let's be honest. So they can't make decisions. They just think it's black and white. But reality is, like, like the penalty you guys got, if someone actually worked it out, that like if he had not, if he had taken a shot, that would have been a block or whatever, then that would have just been clear and simple, no penalty. But it is what it is. Let's move on with, um, from VAR. Um, yeah, I might as well just talk about, you know, what happened with Rio Patricio today. Did you see it? Did you watch the Liverpool game? I heard, I heard. Yeah, um, I think he's got a yeah. head injury. I didn't see it, but I heard about that as well. It's unfortunate, man, that that club is, you know, two of their key players, right? Key players, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's quite sad to see, to be honest. I mean, and Jimenez was there seeing it also. It must have just brought back some horrific memories for him as well. But yeah, it was sad and I hope, I, I wish the player well, hopefully. What happened? A collision of heads or did it look bad or...? Um, they didn't really show it on replay, so I couldn't really tell you exactly what happened because it was so instantaneous, and they they refused to show it on Sky Sports because it was quite bad. But it seemed like oh, a very yeah. bad. It was on a he was on the floor getting treated for a good ten minutes or so. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was quite a while. Um, it's one of them, you know, head injuries. I presume he'll be out for a while, and hopefully yeah, they don't rush him back. But yeah, no, but. On another note, yeah, Liverpool won. Jota scores at, at his old stomping ground. So, yeah, um, delighted for the victory. We needed that, I think. But just watching the game, Kevin, did you did you watch any of it? Um, I don't. I don't um, think uh, Bab did. I was, uh, I was putting the children down, but uh, I saw the first twenty minutes. I think it's a good result for you guys because it sort of. Brings us back for the European Yeah, top, obviously Tottenham was sort of near you and yeah, you pulled away from them. And um, yeah. Did West Ham lose? Yeah, did West, West Ham, Ham lose? Yeah, West Ham lost, so yeah. But the thing is, interesting thing is, remember I was talking about this about a month back where we needed proper defenders. Now, I, was, I watched every single minute of that game and... The difference that Nat Phillips and that Quebec in the in centre backs make is absolutely they're not probably the best defensive players that are, you know, defenders in the league. Nowhere near it. Yeah, they they're just average defenders. Yeah. They're doing a job. Robertson and Trent starting to do what they do best because they don't have to worry about that. And I thought we just looked a lot more solid. Yeah, um Wolves had more chances than Liverpool, by the way, more attempts on goal. But again, there was nothing really that worried the goalkeeper. Um, and I think, you know, for us, that was the major problem, that Klopp. I don't understand why he didn't do that from the beginning, because we would have probably still been near, more and closer to Man City than where we are now. Um, but yeah, that, that was exciting. And just seeing Jota back scoring goals, he looks great. But Mane and Salah, 
they're not in sync at the moment. I don't think they get on. Right, they've got beef. It's, it goes there's, back over a season ago. There's, there's serious beef. Like, literally, they don't want to pass the ball to each other. Salah taking shots when Mane's free. Mane's taking shots when Salah's free. And the only one that's actually actively, like, getting anything out of their beef is Jota. Because he's just scoring goals. And that's why, um, where it is. I mean, Firmino's not there at the moment either. Um, Henderson's not around. Um, Gini Wijnaldum, again, just looks like he doesn't want to be there. It's still a lot of disarray at the club, but yeah, hopefully these. It's not. It's it's just awful. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know why Ginny's still playing. I don't really understand that. You know. Doesn't matter, man. Stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fed up of hearing about Ronaldo and Henderson. I couldn't give a damn. Sorry, that's where I'm at. Talk about a different team. Let's talk about Man City. Forget them, man. What are you, you going to say? Oh, yeah, they look good again. Now, they look good. Um, again, you know, they're just powerhouse, aren't they? Let's but, talk about Sergio Aguero going to Barcelona. That's that's a done deal, man. You think so? Yeah. I don't. I don't think they're going to go that route at all. There's no chance. I, I, I think one of the major players in the Premiership is going to Barcelona. I don't think Aguero's past it now. He he's no good for. They were, why why did they get rid of Luis Suarez to get Aguero? Come on. Yeah. Listen, this is just to keep Messi. That's that's all it is. They'll keep Messi for a couple of seasons. There's even talk about Ronaldo going back to Real Madrid. Now, I've not heard that one, but that that no, would be. No, came out today. Zidane said, "Oh, you know." Ronaldo could be playing with us again as he's familiar or something along those lines. You know how Zidane did the same thing for Pogba about a year ago? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's just, you know, kind of to spice up the transfer talks. But I, I personally see some major changes happening. I think, Man, you know, talking about Man City, actually, there's a lot of talks about whether Mbappe or Haaland's going to be at Man City next season because they definitely need an out-and-out striker. If Aguero's going, they're going to need someone to replace Aguero with. So, it's funny, man. The guy, the guy I've criticised has actually been putting the ball in the back of the net lately. He's 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 up, yeah. Must he, be listening to the, to the podcast. It's amazing what happens. Yeah, he's probably listened to me and Bab talk about how dreadful he is as a finisher. But I need to be his money manager then. <laughs> but no. his next contract. At the moment, he's got it easy. Let's be honest, right? He, the passes he's getting and the balls he's getting, they, they're not... He hasn't earned those goals. It's just come to him, fallen on his lap. He's not their, he's not the, their answer to a strike. You know what? As far as the home record goes, I, I saw something along the lines of when he sc- scores, they have never lost. That's home. because they're probably 3-0 up and that's why he scores. Probably, yeah. So, yeah, I mean... There's your the the, the person. Take Gabby Jesus at Liverpool. No chance. Come on, man. No way. I I tell you who I would take, and I and I think you know, Aguero. If he's not going to be at Man City, he could do a job for Liverpool as a. That was my, that was my idea last week. Hey, while we're talking about Brazilian forwards, Kevin, what what's going on with uh, Martinelli? Because he's. Clearly not even getting in the squad. Something's not adding up here. What's going on? He's had his injury problems. Um, and that's all I can play it down to, I think. I, I don't think he's injured at the moment. But 
maybe it's the same thing with Reese Nelson as well. Um, was in, was Inketia on the bench yesterday? No. Okay, no, so I don't think so. Normally, okay, because how many subs right now? It's nine subs, right? So, so it seems a bit bizarre that you wouldn't have two strikers, right? So let's assume Inketia is injured and Martinelli's fit, and with Aubameyang's issue, that would be again if it was all about sending a real message to Aubameyang, he could have put Martinelli in on the bench and then potentially bring him on for 10-15 minutes just to kill the clock and that would have sent a real message out to the rest of the team but something ain't right there because if not just sell him and cash in on 30-40 million whatever it is that we'd get for him and buy another defender essentially could work or a thing, you do that and then you know years down the line you regret it like we did with Gnabry and uh Many others. <laughs> yeah, many others. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think we got to keep keep hold of Martinelli. Yeah, you know, you know, these young talents they they do want to play, right? So, but what? Yes, once he gets over his fitness issues as well. Yeah, and obviously he wants to play week in week out. Um, just got to wait his chance. Here's a question for you guys, right? So just to switch it up, if you're Man City. Who would you put? Who would you buy? Mbappe or Haaland? Mbappe. Bath. Both. <laughs> <laughs> nah. See, it's uh, honestly, I would go for Mbappe, but I think Haaland is probably what they need. That's exactly what Thierry. Just needs. a physical guy, right? Because all of those guys that they have are. Uh, like Mbappe's got that first touch and Mbappe at PSG he plays sometimes on the right sometimes down the middle but more so on the right right that kind of Jadon Sancho role yeah right whereas PSG obviously have um, what's his name Icardi up front and sometimes Moise Keane yeah right who has gone ahead and set the world alight over there but yeah I think Haaland is I'm not, I mean, it would surprise me if Haaland goes anywhere besides Man City. That's Again, right. as I've said before, his father played there. It just makes total sense. I mean, he's going to go there, he'll play for a decade. Even if they want to resell him, they'll make good money. I mean, you can still say the same for Mbappe as well. But I think Mbappe's perfectly at home at PSG. He, he's the man there, right? Because mm-hmm. Neymar's always going to get injured. Neymar's there, but, you know, on paper, Neymar's the man. But really, it's Mbappe. Yeah. This question was asked uh, on Sky TV to Thierry Henry and his answer was he would like to have both just like what you said but he thinks and exactly what you said and I agree with him totally and and I said it straight away Haaland is what they need because what Haaland has he's a he's mad about scoring goals you can see the hunger and desire about all he's interested in is scoring goals. He doesn't care about anything else apart from scoring goals. And that's what they don't have. They have all the creative players everywhere, but they don't have an out and out goal scorer, do they? Oh, yeah, we had Aguero, but I think Haaland is probably a notch above Aguero in terms of the amount of goals that this guy can score at Man City will be frightening. You know? I wouldn't go that far. Time will tell. He reminds me of a bit of a Madrid. He wasn't prolific. He he became prolific when he joined Man City. Yeah. But having said that, I mean, 
I'm just thinking about if I was to compare Haaland to a player right now, yeah. I mean that played previously. I would say he's like more like a Van Nistelrooy. He will score out of nothing, and that's what he looks like. Every time you see him at Dortmund, he's, you know, there will be a nothing chance, and he will score. So yeah, I think that that would be perfect well, for me. On, on the flip side, let's say he went to Man United, right? He's got the Norwegian connection. He's got Oli there. Oli was a striker. Oli can mould Haaland as well. Yeah, because I think. Haaland could probably improve on his first touch and positional play. But with Dortmund, they just hoof it in the box and he's just on the end of everything. Yeah. Right? He's got a lot of scrappy goals. Absolutely. But the, the, the other thing is, yeah, um, Oli, I mean, there is there was talks that Oli's in touch with him quite constantly with Ireland. Right? I think we mentioned that last week as well. So there, there, that could be a possibility. You never know. If Mbappe goes to Man City and Haaland goes to Man United, oh, dangerous. That could be very dangerous. With Bruno Fernandes there, you can see a little bit of a title challenge going in Manchester. Which is... Okay, so let's say those two happen. Who do you want at Liverpool to play number nine? I don't, I'll just stick to the players we got. I wouldn't yeah, want I wouldn't man. want Salah to go, and I wouldn't want Mane to go. Yeah. And you could have Salah and Mane, but you need someone in the middle to replace Bobby Firmino. I'm telling you, <sighs> it's not going to be Harry Kane. He's not going to Liverpool. No, I, don't, I just don't see that happening. I, like, we mentioned this last week, and I think he, he, he needs to get come into the Premiership. To be honest, Immobile, he needs to play in the Premiership. You know, to see what he's all about. Lukaku for Liverpool, man. No, I don't want Lukaku. I, I changed my mind on that one. It's not a bad shout. He's a good like player to come on for the next last 30, 40 minutes or whatever. But no, he's not He's not the answer for Liverpool. And the kind of style of football we want to play, I don't think. He's a game changer in terms of if you need someone to come and rough up the defenders. You know, we're, you know one nil down and we need to salvage a point. He's that kind of player, but not, a, not our... Answer to strikers, that's for sure. And he's doing a good job at Inter. Let him stay there for a while. Kevin, if Arsenal got an offer for Lacazette from Liverpool, would you take it? Like, let's say, 42, 45 million. It's not going to happen, guys. I would take it, yeah. But it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but yeah, I would. But uh, do you think Lacazette's going to be with us or be sold the off-season? I think you'll keep him. Yeah, it all depends if we can find a replacement, you know. Um, I, I think he's a useful player, but he's getting to that age now where we, we should, if we do get an offer for him, yeah, we should seriously um, consider it. Well, in Abba's um, absence, he, he stepped up. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I thought his performance was quite quite good um, and he, he showed a bit he of leadership. Yeah, I think he showed a bit of fight and leadership as well on the pitch. I but, think he was great. The concern with him is it's just a consistency, right? He doesn't get a consistent run of games, therefore yeah. he can't be consistent can't in terms of being on a goal-scoring run. So I'm still not convinced with Lacazette. I mean, he can do the job once every couple of games, yeah, but long-term, no. I remember when he, when he first signed for us, I knew, I knew he was a decent sort of box player. Um, yeah, I mean, if you just look at some of these like YouTube highlights from League One, there there is a lot of penalties in there. Yeah, uh, a, a lot of his goals, a lot of his stats are because of he was the main penalty taker. 
Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not convinced. I, I would rather we try and make use of Martinelli or uh, Nketiah. I don't think he's going to cut it at Arsenal. He may prove me wrong, but I like the guy. But too many, too many chances needed to put the ball in the back of the net. Definitely good for Europa League and FA Cup, but Premier League, no. I think with Arsenal, I think you just got to, right now, whether there's any money left on, you know, in the kitty for you guys to buy remains to be seen. But if you haven't, Arteta's just got to coach these players and make them better and make them more organised. And I think he's already started to show about that. Honestly, I don't think there's any money. It's just going to come down to selling a couple of players. And even then, there aren't too many players in the Arsenal team that teams want to be maybe, very, very frank. Maybe I mean, it's time that Obama Young went. You know, we keep saying there's, there's no money, there's no money. Like We've got... Like, one of the best stadiums in in the league, and we've had we have done so since like the mid two thousands. So that is it's crazy that we we should be in those conversations about Highland as well. But you know, we're, we're just not in the chairman's not putting the money up. He is putting the, putting the money up, but he's not putting enough up. So yeah, he's... remember about maybe a month, six weeks ago, I said. Dortmund is a notch above Arsenal and you, you guys both looked at me like what's he smoking? I you probably were. I think they are. I've, I've always said that though. I, I like, I've said that for a while. And I think what, what I like about Dortmund is this, they give these young players a chance. You know that Birmingham player Jude Bellingham? Yeah. They took him on. Jadon Sancho again they took him on. These players you know, would have been sitting in benches of the likes of Chelsea and stuff like that, you know, because Chelsea would have snapped them up and just kept them on the bench or, you know, reserve team players. Whereas these guys are saying, look, you know, we'll sell our best players on and then we'll get the young ones to do it. And I think, if you remember correctly, Bab, I mean, Arsenal was that kind of club at one point where you had a conveyor belt of academy players coming through, youngsters coming through and developing into great players. You know, unfortunate for you guys, they went on to other clubs, but they were great players. I mean, the likes of Ashley Cole, you know, I would say even Cesc Fabregas, you know, he he was your, what, he was there with you from the age of 16, 15, 16. So, I mean, you know, I think definitely Arteta will be looking into your academy a little bit stronger. Speaking, speaking of Chelsea, you just mentioned Chelsea. Christian Pulisic, man... It looks like uh, Tuchel does not fancy him. He doesn't fancy him. And I think there's a shout for some of these, uh, you know, there's talk, and I've just heard that he could be coming to Liverpool. Pulisic? Yeah. Well, the the, the conversations are, Klopp knows him from before, and that could happen. And even Hakim Ziyech has been linked to Juventus. I mean, Hakim Ziyech, quite frankly, hasn't done nothing. Yeah, at Chelsea, he hasn't really. He's, he's played like one game and then he's out for a couple of games and injuries and getting used to the league and so on and so forth. But there's going to be imagine some the, the talk was it was going to be Pulisic, Werner, and Z, and Ziyech, right? That's what they were saying in pre-season. Yeah, but the thing is, with um, with with um, Tuchel coming into Chelsea, there's going to be some wholesale changes. You know that anyway. He's going to be. Yeah, but- don't you think it was a bit odd that they played Kai Havertz up front? It, that game, I was watching it um, Saturday morning against Leeds. Like, yeah. 
it just looked like they literally had no one in the box. No, most of the game. his his positioning is absolutely incorrect. No, but he's he's a number ten. He's never going to be that box to box. He's going to play on the edge of the D more or less, right? That's yeah. where most number tens situate themselves. So I don't understand why Tuchel did that. And when they asked him the question that if there was another player there like Timo Werner, would there be more goals scored? And he's he didn't have an answer for it. And he kept on saying, "Yeah, but his movement's really good, and eventually he will start scoring." So maybe he's, he's quite looking cold at as well. He probably, probably sees him as a tar- as a target. But I think what you know what, what when uh, what's his name? Werner was at Leipzig. He had what's that name? Uh, that Yusuf Olsen. He had a big guy playing up front, right? Like literally an Emil Pesky type of player. Yeah, that would do all the work for him, and he would just you know nod the ball down to him and. Werner would run with it and bang in the back of the net. Yeah, and I think they've got to play him and Giroud up front. That's the only way I think it would work for Chelsea right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I think Giroud definitely brings a bit of diversity to Chelsea's, you know, game. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be exciting times. There's going to be a lot of transfer talks happening anyway as the season goes on. I'm sure we're going to be talking about who's coming, who's going, and whatnot. But yeah, exciting times. Again, guys, it's been an amazing show. You guys have been great today. A lot, a lot has been spoken about. Kevin, I love your team, man. Yeah, great, great, sure. great eleven that you chose there. Bab, I'm not sure about Roy Keane. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, guys, I see you again next week, guys. I'm not sure about Mark Wright. Goodbye. Take care, guys. <laughs> have a great one. Thank you very much for coming on. Take care. Bye bye. See you guys. Yeah. Great show, guys. Thank you very much for listening to us again. Uh, And I'll see you back next week. Thank you.